special Halloween edition of the Feed You Podcast. Welcome to the Feed You Podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello, and welcome to the spooktacular version of the Feed You podcast for this week. I am so excited to have you here and how fun that it's on Halloween. And our topic today is very relevant and I'm playing with a play on words. We are going to learn how to stalk our ideal client on Facebook, but not in a creepy way because no one wants to be creepy, even though it is Halloween. So welcome, welcome. I am so glad you guys are here today and thanks so much for joining me and tuning in. I know you have options when it comes to your listening and entertainment. I um, picked this topic because it is relevant to every person that I've ever consulted and worked and worked with and everybody that is struggling with having more clients and struggling with their sales funnel and struggling with all of the things that go with business that create income come down to knowing your clients and knowing specifically your ideal client. So I'm going to give you some tips. I think I have five total of places you can go and look and get some in-depth research done on Facebook for free about your ideal client. So that being said, let's jump in. Uh, so Everybody has access to Facebook and a lot of us get on there and utilize Facebook simply for the purpose of entertainment. We want to connect, we want to, and that's what it was originally created for. But Facebook and the components of Facebook that we don't often take a look at offer so much value to us as business owners to go and do some research about our clients that we can then take and utilize in other parts of our marketing. So it just doesn't have to be for Facebook ads. But that is the place I want to start. So even if you have never run a Facebook ad and you don't know anything about Facebook ads manager or Facebook business manager, I'm going to highly suggest you get in there and set up an account and start to play. And I'm specifically going to recommend that you get into Facebook Business Manager because there are some extra tools in there that give you access to additional insights and criteria that you really do want to have available. So in order to utilize Facebook Business Manager or Facebook Ads Manager, you have to have a Facebook business page. The only um, place you can run ads from Facebook is through a Facebook business page. It can't be done through a group and it cannot be done through a personal profile. So if you don't have that business page set up and it can't be your name, um, I have people that still, I can't believe they do this, but still set up a Facebook page with the name of their business as a personal page. And one, Facebook will shut it down if they find out that you've done that. And two, there's no way to run ads to that. So you've got to go in, create a page, for your, for your Facebook business or for your business through Facebook business pages. If you need to know how to do that, um, there are many, many tutorials out there and I have not created one, but you can, it's not very hard to do. So just go into Facebook, set up your page and then you can connect it to ads. So what makes it really awesome when you get into Facebook advertising and specifically business manager is you can go into 
create a custom audience. And when you do that and you start putting in the demographics for your ideal client, so say your ideal client is Susie and she's 45 and she lives in um, Asheville, North Carolina, and she owns a soap store and she's interested in things like Martha Stewart and um, Mother Earth News and organic farming, and you get the idea. You can go in and you can select those items and those interests in Facebook and it will spit out an audience, which you can then run Facebook ads to, or you can see what other interests those people have. It will give you suggestions. So start there and create that custom audience so that you can see um, the demographic, the demographics for additional demographics for your ideal client. Um, any similar groups or pages or information that they might be involved in or might be connected to. And um, we can research even, you know, locations that they've checked into, uh, restaurants that they've gone to, reviews they've written, books they've read, movies they like. Once you get in there, you can really start to kind of stalk with as much information that they've made public if you're not friends with them pretty much anything you want to know. Now, mind you, a lot of people have shut down their security settings, so it's not as easy to go and, and gather this information. But if you're friends with those people, you're already connected with those people because you've met in real life, it becomes easier because then you can go and pick out the people. Okay, well, I know that this is my ideal client. This person looks like my ideal client. And you can kind of just read through their profile and see, you know, what do they have in common with all the other people you're trying to attract and what could you have missed? So for example, if you are going after the fitness industry and you are particularly going after men who are interested in professional football, well, they may also be interested in um, Tom Brady and the Tom Brady TB12 method because they're older and they have joint problems. And so you go down this um, rabbit hole of, okay, they're probably interested in clean eating or eating paleo or vegetarianism. Um, they're interested in particular clothing apparel, like maybe Nike or Adidas. And so you kind of go down this rabbit hole of all of these different characteristics, but it helps you narrow, 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 so that you're creating the end component of that funnel and you're getting in front of the people you really need to get in front of with your solution to their problem. So create a custom audience in Facebook ad builder or in Facebook um, business manager. And then you can also create what's called a lookalike audience. So if you have a power partner or a um, competitor even that has a Facebook page that is doing well and you can go in and you can create a lookalike audience for the demographic they're going after. Or if you have your own business page, you can go in and create a lookalike audience for the people that have already engaged with your page. So you can go in and say, I want all of the people that have liked my page. Um, I want to create an audience that looks just like them of people that I haven't connected with yet. And that's a great way to do it because you are clear that the people that are engaging with your Facebook page are interested in what you have to say. And so the people that would look or mirror them and be similar would also likely be interested in your page and your content. So creating a lookalike audience is suggestion number two. Suggestion number three is to 
determine where your ideal client is in the journey. Because once you figure out where they are in the buyer's journey, are they at the beginning, are they in the middle, are they towards the end of making a decision? It's going to help you to clarify how you talk to them, how you engage with them, and how you begin to create and build that relationship with them. You don't want to go in with, you know, the first time you meet, throwing your product service event Um, whatever you have going on in their face when they aren't even looking to make a buying decision about the product or service you offer. So let's take, for example, I just had this happen to me this week. I had somebody reach out to me on Facebook Messenger that wanted me to promote an event for someone else. Well, I did a little digging and the event was actually sponsored by this person. And so they were trying to use my friendship with this other person to get me to promote the event. Meanwhile, I had never talked to them. Um, I had met them maybe twice in the past, but I haven't spoken to them or conversed with them for five years. And now they're wanting me to promote an event for them. Well, that didn't sit well with me because I don't have a relationship with them and they didn't even ask me if I was interested in the event. And so that's the poor way to try and market and promote and create connection with the people you're trying to get in front of. So in lieu of that, a better way to approach it would have been for that person to reach out to me and ask me, hey, this event is happening. You happen to know the speaker. This is what the event is about. Are you interested in attending? Is this something that would be um, exciting or interesting to you to learn about? If so, great. Do you do you want to come? I can give you a discount code. Do you, and if you um, if you think it's good for you, do you know other people that it would be good for too? Because if you do, I would love for you to share it or bring people with you. Since it wasn't approached that way, it wasn't approached from you know the perspective of what am I the consumer going to receive benefit from, but it was come, it came from the, how can you benefit me from the um, promoter end? It, It didn't sit well with me as a consumer. And that would be the same case for anybody's business. So whether you're trying to promote a, a product or a service or an event or whatever that is, you need to take into consideration where that buyer is in the buyer's journey, or if they're even on that journey. Next, you need to figure out where they are spending time on social media. So if you're doing all this research and you're going to jump into Facebook ads, but your audience doesn't live on Facebook because you're a business to business um, company, you're more likely going to find your audience on LinkedIn. And so you're spending time and energy on Facebook. Well, the people that you're trying to connect with when they're on Facebook, they are there to socialize. They're not there to talk business. They're not there to be promoted to, and they're not there to connect with you on a business level. So just to make sure that your audience and the people that you are trying to connect with are on the platform you're trying to engage in. Another example is that if you have the millennial or younger generation, Facebook is not their favorite platform. It's the platform where their parents are. And so some of them have started to come back, but for the most part, I have teenage kids and my teenagers, if you're trying to sell to them, you had better be on Snapchat because that is where they spend all of their time. And you better figure out a way to get in front of them, to engage them and make them interested. The other place they spend time is YouTube. So getting to know your audience, getting to know the demographics of the different platforms and getting to know what their interests are, are going to take you far and wide when you're trying to reach them to promote your product or service and anything else you have going on in your business. 
So while you're on Facebook and you have done a little snooping for audience demographic and information, then you can start to look at groups that your audience would be interested in or that they're already members of or other pages that they follow. And then you um, can go and snoop on those pages and see what questions are being asked and what problems are being brought to the surface and what items of interest come up all the time specifically for your area of expertise. Now I know a lot of people don't realize that when you're in a group, you can actually go to the top search bar and search within that group for keywords, for hashtags, for um, comments that would come up using whatever word that you are looking for. So whatever keyword term you're looking for. So for example, if you are a chiropractor and you're looking for migraines and you happen to be in a group for alternative health and you go to the, ter- the, the top of that group and you search for migraine, you're gonna see all of the posts that mention the word migraine and you can filter through and you can copy and paste comments and questions and concerns into a spreadsheet and that gives you tons of ideas for content and for the words that are being used by your ideal client to describe what is going on with them. So a migraine to you might look very, very differently than a migraine to the patient. And you being aware of that difference is going to help you immensely. And we're gonna talk about that in just a few minutes. So the other place that you can really dig in on Facebook to get specific information is to connect with your ideal client and with the people you've done business with and with your friends who may meet your ideal client criteria and survey them. You can ask questions to really dig into what it is they are wanting, needing, or have expectations around when it comes to your product or service. Now, when you write these questions, I'm gonna caution you that you want to be super specific. You don't wanna just put in there, hey, how would you grow your business in the next six months? Because that's not specific. Whereas if you used an example of, are you currently using Facebook or Facebook advertising to grow your chiropractic business? That is very specific. They're going to have a very specific answer and then you can follow that up with why or why not. And I would actually make that two different questions. So get really specific with the question because then you know specifically they are not using Facebook advertising or they are using Facebook advertising and that gives you a place to go from there. Um, My next example is to use polls. A lot of people will post polls on their page or in their groups to find out information about what's hot and what's not, what people want to learn, what people are interested in. And this just helps you gather more information about those ideal clients. Um, One of the, actually one of the guests from the show, Kelly Noble Marabella, does a really great job of creating these polls with her audience and the different groups that she's created. And she puts out their hot topics in social media that people have expressed interest in and um, asked her questions about during her live trainings and during her live um, broadcasts. And then she puts it out there and then whichever topic gets the most hits or the most interest is where she takes her business next. So it can help you develop those products and services as well as helping you know more about your ideal client. Last but not least, you want to think about using quizzes. Now quizzes are a great way 
quizzes, a great way to implement quizzes is through chatbots. And I just did an episode, episode six with Kelly Noble Marabella, actually. We talked about chatbots. So if you're a little overwhelmed with chatbots and you don't understand a lot about that, go back and listen to that episode. I'll link to it in the show notes. But Messenger is a great way for you to showcase your personality and gather information through a quiz about your audience and about what they're interested in and about what's going on with them. And it doesn't always have to be business. It can be fun. It can be interesting. It can be silly, but it gives you a great way to play with a chatbot as well as make it functional and make it useful for what you're trying to achieve. So think about creating a quiz that asks about favorite movies or books or music or favorite quotes or um, popular things that are happen- happening. Like if there's a holiday and you want to talk about favorite foods that are being consumed and you just make a quiz all the way around that holiday, like Thanksgiving or Christmas, and it has an end in purpose, which is, you know, you're, you're a health, pro- health coach. And you're creating this quiz and you're seeing, well, how many people are choosing the fattening foods over the non-fattening foods and why that is, you can kind of dig into that a little bit more and see, you know, is it only during the holidays? Is it all the time? And you can gather a lot of intel that way and follow up with those people. So that being said, I also want to recommend that you head over to the insights area of your Facebook page. Now, I want to put a disclaimer in here that If you have under a certain number of followers or likes on your page, these insights are going to be a little less helpful because there isn't enough information there for Facebook to accumulate uh, general statistics. But if you have, you know, like right now, I think I have about five to 600 people that like my Facebook page. And so I get pretty good demographics. And what you can find out is you can actually find out about those people, which posts they liked, which, how many times they viewed it. Um, You can look up the demographics of those people as far as, you know, when do they spend their time on Facebook? Which days do they spend their time on Facebook? How much time do they spend on Facebook? So there's a lot of information there that you can go into information overload, but it's also a great way for you to get a feel if you are aiming for a certain audience, if you're making that connection. So one of the things I learned is that my audience really is not on Facebook before 9 a.m. And I thought that was really interesting because my thought process was, most people that are entrepreneurs are going to be on there early, early in the morning because they've got to get to work. But the reality is, is they're not on there till 9am. And then most of the time, the time that my, my audience and the people that have liked my page are on there is between seven and 9pm. Well, I'm not spending time on there between seven and 9pm. So now I've got to switch up my strategy about getting in front of my ideal client. So you can see how that would be helpful. One last tip that I um, ran across when I was doing some research for this is that you can look at the right hand side from your desktop and on Facebook from your page and look at the mini news feed to see the actions most recently taken by the most people in your audience. So what that means is they may have watched this video or they may have played this game or they may have um, liked this one post or whatever is most popular in your demographic is going to show up over there. So it can be a good indicator of what's happening with the people in your um, connections just to see if you're missing anything. 
So you've gathered all this information and you're probably wondering, okay, now what, what do I do with it? Well, besides knowing your ideal client and knowing the words and the things that they're interested in, it's going to help you to create better copy and better copy for your website to draw them in because you're using their words and their descriptions of the things that are going on in their life and the problems they're having. But also copy in your blog posts, in your trainings, in your Facebook ads, in your Instagram ads, in um, any presentations or or trainings that you're giving. In networking, when you're out in the world and you're trying to connect with people, you're going to be listening for those words and phrases. Or when you're having a conversation that is with somebody that is not particularly your ideal client, those words may come up in relation to someone else they know. Or better yet, they may connect the words that you say to someone they know. So think very carefully about how you're listening and the words and the phrases and the things that you're picking up while you're out social listening in those groups and on those pages and in those conversations because their words is what will draw them in and create an emotional connection. You determining their words, like trying to decide what those words will be for them will not work. You need to use their words and you need to specifically use their phrases and statements. It's also going to help you to determine where to show up more effectively. Other than just online and on social media, you don't want to go to a networking event that doesn't have anybody of your in your um, ideal client base there. It helps you to really specifically look for the people that you're wanting to connect with. So for example, if you happen to be a food blogger who is wanting to connect with people that are on the keto diet and you're just showing up at the regular entrepreneurial networking events, you, you may flash in the pan, connect with a few people there, but in reality, you probably need to be going to like uh, a health and fitness organization or a gym, like a, a, an association of, you know, wellness providers. Like, for example, you could even connect with chiropractors or um, acupuncturists or those alternative medicine modalities because most of the people that are interested in that have some sort of food issue. And if you're, you know, if you're working on helping people be healthy in the physical perspective, like you're helping them work out and all of that, then maybe you want to connect with a dietitian. And so it's helping you get out of the normal, like this is where I should show up mentality and making you more strategically think about where you should show up and who's going to be there before you walk in the door. It also is going to help you connect really quickly with the heart of the matter of what you do to the people you're trying to help. Because when you're using those words and then you provide the solution to their problem very simply, very easily, they're going to be like, yes, I need that. And it's going to make it really easy for you to sell your solution. And then last but not least, being aware of this, specifically being aware of your competitors, is going to get you to understand why your ideal client is either not buying from your competitor, and if they're not buying from them, that's a great place for you to fill in and create a solution that isn't being met. 
Um, a lot of people will just be like, oh, my competitors have it all taken care of. But if you really go and snoop on their Facebook page, you'll see the complaints or in their Google reviews, you're going to see the complaints that people have about that product or service. And they're not in the five-star reviews and they're not in the one-star reviews. They're somewhere in the middle. But if you can go and check those reviews out on Facebook for your competitors, you're going to see you know, what's happening and what is being missed and what you can fill in as a solution that they're not providing. And then on the other hand, if they are meeting the needs of your customers in the ideal clients that you have in mind, then you need to look at how can you deliver a more exceptional experience than what your competitor is delivering? What can you do to one up their solution? And it's going to give you some, um, yes, it's more work, but it's also going to give you something to strive for because having a good brand and growing a business, there's no other option at this point, but to stand out in some other way. And I will tell you in the world in general, having excellent customer service is something that is often ignored or not done at all. We just live in a very one and done world. And so if you can offer an exceptional customer service experience to those people, you will um, stand out hands down above everybody else. So just to recap all the different things that we talked about to research and find and kind of stalk your ideal client on Facebook, I just want to run through really quick the suggestions that I gave you. Number one is to, to jump into Facebook Ads Manager slash Business Manager and create a custom audience based on your ideal client. You can also, while you're in there, create a lookalike audience and create an audience that's very similar to one that you already have. Number two is to go and research um, Facebook groups and pages that are similar to things that your audience is interested in that you learn from step one. And then along with that, go and research your competitors on Facebook too and see what's happening. Number three is to figure out where your customer is on the journey, the buying journey, and make sure that you meet them there. Number four is you want to send out surveys, ask people to participate and give you information instead of trying to guess. People are usually happy to share their experience and their frustrations and anything else going on in their lives and their business as long as it's relevant to, to the question you're asking. Then you also want to look at using polls to identify the areas that your ideal client is interested in learning about and knowing more about. Using quizzes through a Facebook um, Messenger bot is another suggestion that I came up with. And then last but not least, you want to thoroughly examine and look at the insights for your page to see exactly what the people that are interacting with your page or that have followed or liked your page have going on in their lives. Like who are they? When do they show up? All of that sort of stuff. So I went ahead and I created a cheat sheet for you for this episode. So you would have access to all of the tips and tools that I talked about in this episode to find your ideal client on Facebook. In order to get that download, all you have to do is go to alisaconnor.com forward slash download 008. And that's for episode eight of the podcast. So that link will also be in the show notes, but head on over to alisaconnor.com forward slash download 008 to grab that freebie. 
I hope this has been a helpful training for you. I've loved being here for with you on Halloween. It is one of my favorite uh, holidays. And so don't be creepy when you're stalking your ideal client, but go out and use Facebook to your best advantage. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you've liked this episode, I would love for you to subscribe. And even if you have the time, go over and give me a review because it really, really helps. Thanks so much for tuning in. I can't wait to see you guys next week. And in the meantime, happy Halloween. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Halloween edition of the Feed You podcast. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, you can find them at www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast.